Today on The Tapping Show, Vivek on Ukraine government theft goes viral. Vivek on the mainstream media retweet by Elon Musk goes viral as well. Bud Light be right back tweet is mostly unwanted. Suits wins 2000 stream streaming wars. Amazon walks away from the iRobot acquisition. Starbucks olive oil infused drinks is out this week. And Toyota has yet another recall, this time due to defective airbags. All of that much more on The Topping Show. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today. Today's episode of Topping Show is sponsored by Topping Technologies. Topping Technologies is an IT value-added reseller and services company with a special purpose to IT security. Heck, I see their founder at least twice a day. Guys, he's quite handsome and brilliant. He's me, you see, that's a joke. If you're an IT layer or business owner, reach the team at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. Also trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of February, so click that button. I greatly appreciate it. Now going over to the business part of the podcast, you have Amazon walking away from the iRobot acquisition. Now iRobot is perhaps one of the most popular toys for people who are too lazy to actually vacuum their own house. But in all seriousness, it's a little, I want to say it's a knockoff Roomba. I forgot which one comes first, but it's a little fancy device that looks like a Frisbee that will suck up the crumbs all around your house, which I think they start at a few hundred bucks. It's they're, they're quite a pretty penny. Now, in terms of the value of that product, like most things these days, the value really is in the data. Imagine if you buy one of those robots, or more accurately, you own that company. All of a sudden, thanks to the robots tracking your house, they do the perimeter sweeps, they know your house layouts, they know where all your stuff is. That gives you some fantastic telemetry that could be used for data to sell the customer a myriad of different products. I mean, imagine they, Amazon, if they had this technology, or if they bought it and they had this data in their realm, they'd be able to say, well, hey Top, and we noticed you have X amount of square footage and this couch on our website, it would fit perfect in this part of the house. Because again, they would have all that data from you. So there were a lot of opportunities for them to build upon. And the only real reason they didn't actually go through the sale is because of government intervention. Now, again, this was a proposed $1.4 billion takeover of the company, which granted for Amazon is chump change. It's basically a rounding error. It's like 13 cents to us. Now, they noted that they decided to walk away from the deal after the European Union regulars threatened to block that deal. Now, like most of these instances, once you go into it, if you choose to walk away or if it breaks, there's penalties. So it looks like Amazon had to pay $94 million termination fee to iRobot. <clears throat> and they also know that its, its CEO had stepped down as the struggling company prepares to cut nearly one-third of its jobs. So it'll be interesting to see how... May they be able to bounce back or where their other outlets are? Maybe Microsoft will buy them in terms of trying to think of another tech company that would benefit from having that type of telemetry data. I mean, it's not the run possibility for a company, which most people would say is not an IT company necessarily, but like something like the Home Depot, where again, if you have all that data on the layout of a house, how can you optimize and how can you profit off that data? So I'm not too surprised that. Amazon chooses to walk away from this because of the intervention. They don't want they don't want to get in too much trouble with the government entities being accused of being monopoly and possibly broke, being broken up like Standard Oil way back in the day. So it'll be interesting to see you know what's the final outcome. But it is unfortunate to hear that a lot of people are going to be cut from that company, and hopefully they're able to find some new and perhaps better opportunities in the future. <coughs> Excuse me. Other interesting business use you have Starbucks olive oil infused Alietto or Leto. Now in the U.S. this week. Now this comes as Starbucks continues to come out with new, fascinating products, such as, well, 
generate unfathomable amounts of profit and revenue for the company as people pay seemingly anything for their candy cups. I assume they have a modicum of nutrition, but when I see the label and I see how much sugar is in there, I jokingly call them candy bars in the cups. Now, this is actually one of the last ideas of Howard Schultz, who is the founder and multiple CEO multiple times of Starbucks. Unfortunately, he stepped down for the company, I believe it was Q4 last year. This was one of his last ideas. Now, this is something that he saw as actually, it is popular in other countries. I believe, pulling up the article on CNBC, they actually debuted the item, and again, Alieto, O-L-E-A-T-O, they debuted it in Italy in February 2020 after Howard Schultz visited the company, and he noticed that locals were drinking olive oil daily because Italy. Now, it looks like, let's see here, when they asked for, you know, People asking, you know, what does it taste like? They know that it tasted like a large spoonful of olive oil and coffee. And apparently, olietto means with oil in Italian, according to Starbucks. Can't wonder how many of these, how many of these fancy words are they really just making up in the backroom marketing department? Just like they don't have a small, medium, and large at Starbucks. I usually just say that, that, just drip coffee for me. Just in and out. Let me just use this as a mobile office. But nevertheless, it'll be interesting to see they noted that their company is trying to sustain sales growth in North America unit. Its shares have fallen more than 3% thus far this year. Though, can't help but wonder what's that mean in the grand scheme of things. If you look at Starbucks overall stock trend, go, let's do one year. Yeah, one year they're down 13.48%. Let's see, past six months is down 7.66. Past month, up 0.44. Past five days, 1.36 increase. Still about $93.80 per share. Or for less than a price of a single cup of coffee, again, not financial advice, you could buy Black Rifle Coffee stock, which is still around and still cheaper. A share of Black Rifle Coffee stock is cheaper than a cup of Starbucks coffee, which is astonishing to say the least. It'll be interesting to see if that stock goes up this year or how, do they, how, do, how does that company venture as they continue to build out their brick and mortar business plan in addition to having their myriad of outlets that they sell directly to or indirectly to both business to consumer and business to business methodologies. But as I always say, time shall tell. Now going over to the culture part of the podcast, you have Bud Light tweets, be right back, but most people don't care if they actually return or not. Now this comes thanks to their ex Twitter profile and not too much creativity. They didn't use a picture or anything like that, even though, you know, Visual is a majority of communication methods since, you know, forever. But nevertheless, they simply said, quote, BRB. So thanks to Urban Dictionary, I do know that means be right back. Perhaps someone, in the, perhaps they're not paid per word. It's the opposite. They're actually incentivized to shorten the message at Bud Light. Nevertheless, they say BRB looking up how to refill the void from now until the Super Bowl, unquote. Fill the void. That it almost sounds like a sad alcoholic trying to fill the void. Are they suggesting they should fill it with their product? I wouldn't. I would definitely not recommend that in any way, shape, or form. If anything, that would exacerbate the problem of you being depressed or someone not being happy. If they were to increase their consumption of Bud Light, not only would they feel worse mentally, but they'd also have to taste Bud Light, heaven forbid. But again, I and again, this did not go viral. So either I say this got again. Statistics, so I took these 24 hours after it's posted. It got about 15,800 views, which, again, for them, that's a nothing burger. 
or nothing beer, whatever metaphor you choose. They also got 83 likes, which is really nothing. Again, for such a large, big company, not to brag, but I recently got 12 likes on one of my videos. Now granted, with me, it's all about quality over quantity, the opposite of how they formulate and sell Budweiser, which is a mass-produced product. It's all about the best people always like my videos, bar none. They're the coolest, obviously. And if you have one one-thousandth of a second or one one-hundredth of a second, if you could take that time to like this video, I would greatly appreciate it. Or download it and give me a comment, let me know what I can do better. As always, appreciate your input. Now, going to the actual comment section, because some people did comment, interestingly enough, even though this isn't a specific tweet in which Bud Light is trying to buy favor or bribe their customers into you know, trying to get win them back with free beer or sports balls tickets. People did respond. Now, someone by the name of Judo SOL says, let me know when you find out. So, and Bud Light did respond. They didn't like this person. Like, they didn't give him a heart. But Bud Light said, we'll do boss, which count but wonder. Judo SOL. Is this a real person? Go to their profile. They said something good about Bud Light, so I'm always suspicious. Ah, you can trust this person. Their whole profile is about crypto. Ah, a very, very trusted form of currency that everyone trusts. You know, everyone loves the same bank when freed, right? Oh, wait, it's mostly a scam. Again, not financial advice. I just can't help but see all the scams in that industry. Granted, the technology is useful in other methodologies. And if I had copious amounts of money, maybe I would buy Bitcoin. But not in that situation. So... This person is a writer focused on creating content that generates emotions and drives revol drives results. This person has 4,429 followers. They joined in 2016, so it's not like a brand new profile. And they look to be a cartoonist as well as a, hmm, a serial retweeter for gift cards, crypto, and other random crap you don't need in your life and mostly scams. And of course, they post this, what is this silly thing? The NFT thingamajig the youth use where they're spending more on an NFT of a chimp than a freaking Lamborghini, which, again, public education is all-time low for a myriad of reasons. I can't help but think, if someone had a modicum of intelligence and they were actually, you know, had good teachers growing up, would they spend the price of a Lamborghini for a durable, hard product, would they go out and buy an NFT of a chimp? I can't help but think they're mostly rudimentary, mentally speaking. So, that's the, that's the first person. Now... James Dawkins says NHL All-Star Game as a response to Bud Light's tweet. Look at James' profile. Let's see here. He has 417 followers, joined in 2009. So as a youth might say, he's an OG, I believe is what the, the term is. Original Gardeners, I think is what that is. He is a fan of, what is that? The Pirate Flag? So I guess the Buccaneers? Something like that. So that's his profile. And he's very much a fan of, what the heck is this? AVN, whatever that is, presented my, he's watching, he voted for someone in something that's presented by my free cams, which sounds morally depraved to say the least, I would think. Also talks about family feud. So this person has a lot of time on their hands, but it is a real person. I'll be damned. Again, Bud Light's got, I'm pretty shocked that actually happened. We might have to send a letter, or we might have to print this out and frame it and actually send it to the former CIA operative, now the CEO of Bud Light, Brent Whitworth. Kind of just let him know, hey, you have real fans, uh, too, thus far. And the first two comments were good. Now we get to the ones that actually have likes. Because, again, both those comments, they were only 
The first comment was not liked, even though it was positive about Bud Light. second one got one like, presumably from Bud Light, when they responded saying good call. Now the first comment that actually got more than zero or one likes is actually the third comment total coming from Agent 7-Eleven. Though, he is wearing a suit, so I can't give him that for marketing. I mean, every man always looks best in suits. Always, obviously. But you could have at least had a lapel button that said 7-Eleven or something that affects. Or maybe a suit that's green like a 7-Eleven store. So much opportunity. But nevertheless, allegedly this alleged Agent 77, or 7-Eleven rather, says the boycott is still on, unquote. And that got 12 likes. Now, let's see here. EB simply says drinking Coors Light in response getting 13 likes. Great um, unconformity says, quote, I hear Peyton Manning has been filling Dill Mulvaney's void now that they are butt light bros, unquote. And they got 13 likes as well as an A plus for word puns or we got wordplay. Funny stuff. Now, John Lynch PR team says, quote, gay beer, LOL, getting 11 likes. Alberto Raven says, quote, fill it up. Well, let me reset this. Uh, if you have children or the youth listening, cover their ears since this isn't uh, youth appropriate. Well, except perhaps public schools, which, again, I don't think that's even a child appropriate place these days. Not all, but many public schools. And Alberto Raven says, quote, fill it up. Fill it up with oversized butt plugs, perhaps, unquote. I got 18 likes, which is, I think, the most popular response for Bud Light. You also have send it saying, quote, ask the frat bros, getting five likes. Do what, says, quote, by drinking anything else, getting seven likes. Someone simply by the name of Dinero7275, getting with a middle finger emoji and an FU, getting five likes. Sleepy, that's a picture of a cat that does not look sleepy. This alleged sleepy person simply replied with a picture of a t-shirt that says Bud Light, or boycott Bud Light. And there's a screenshot of Bud Light blocking someone. And that got 13 likes. Scrolling down a little bit more. Someone by the name of Mad Mega Man, who does not get an A-plus for marketing because the profile picture is not, in fact, of Donald Trump or the iconic red hat, which is a not insignificant portion of his campaigning. And so I'll just say, and there's not even an orange emoji to signify Florida. So we'll say this alleged Mad Mega Man says, quote, as long as you drink good beer, such as Scheinerbach, unquote, getting four likes. Which, I might be a little biased, because, again, Shiner is also a Texas-based company, which is the awesomest, or some might phrase as the best state. Continuing to go down, the White Rabbit simply said, whoa, they actually have a, they have a myriad of Bud Light cans placed so that it spells out woke. They got four likes. George Francis says, quote, you need to publicly apologize for messing with children. Putting a mental illness in front of children is a horrific thing to do, unquote. Getting four likes. Let's see here. WTC 2020 says, quote, maybe go out and buy some Coors Light. Hashtag Blake Bud Light. Getting four likes. Someone named CPC 2023 responded with a Bud Light can that had a little, the text photoshopped on top of the top part of the, plant, the can, so it says, training fluid, Bud Light. I got seven likes. Let's see here. Earl Jones Pure says, quote, are you still around, unquote, getting three likes. It says, and of course, if we go to the very top, there's also that little part that says, a little disclaimer button that says, the super heat, secret, secret tweets. 
or posts that Bud Light does not want us to see. And of course, we're going to click what I call the bonus button. So the censored replies comes from CBC 2023. So he had a couple responses. He's pretty busy. Now, he has a picture of can of Bud Light, and he's photoshopped the text. So the text, instead of saying Bud Light, says, what's the, is it the English? Their term for cigarette. Or is it British or French? Which dialect or country says it? I think they say that in England. Maybe? Anyway, the pejorative F term light, and the text beside it says, cut your private part off, unquote. Well, I did change it to be moderately family-friendly. But that did get six likes, which is impressive considering this was hidden. So you really had to, you know, go in to see this. You also have, again, CBC 2023. He is staying busy. This is double secret. So it's hidden behind. So Bud Light censored it. Then X Twitter says, a little warning says, the following media includes potentially sensitive content. Click to view. Obviously, click. Oh, dear. Dear Lord. Okay. So it's uh, Dill Mulvaney. And again, um, cover your ears if you have children listening. Dill Mulvaney's being uh, serviced by a Bud Light bottle. And that did get four likes. Continue to scroll down. You have... Is this all him? Okay, you have a couple others. But this is, again, CPC 2023. It's a picture of Alyssa Heiderschild standing behind a gravestone with a little bro peace sign. And it says Anheuser-Busch, 1876 to... 2023, getting two likes. And Rev Dixon Cut replied with a Bud Light parody can again. So again, it I mean Bud Light keeps coming back. I mean they tweet they're gonna be right back, but do people really care if they come back? I mean on social again, statistically speaking, their sales are down about 30% week over week compared to prior to the Dilmovani controversy and the whole Bud Light boycott. So the sales are still there. It's still as the public school wouldn't say. I would say it's more than half. Public school wouldn't know what to say, unfortunately. It's one of those instances where they still have the sales. They're not going out of business. They they have 40-plus beer brands under the Anheuser-Busch InBev portfolio. But on social media, I mean, they went blank for a couple months. And they keep trying. And they just keep getting knocked down. And, again, we read through, of all those comments, only... A couple of them were positive, and a couple were neutral. Like, we had one saying from the GoBro, who just replied, replied with a simple football emoji. They did get one like. But overwhelming majority of the responses, I haven't seen such a negative ratio since Chris Christie. And he actually had a fascinating social media phenomenon in which he would have a post, and zero people would have a positive response to him. And presumably he had friends, family, allegedly a campaign staff, and yet, he had two instances where we covered on the show where we read every single comment. There wasn't a single positive one. So, Bud Light hasn't achieved that level of rudimentary failure and derisiveness on the internet and social media. But I can't but think, I mean, we got the big Super Bowl, which Americans worship. A lot of people love the sports balls. And you have the whole Taylor Swift worship culture as well. So, there's going to be a lot of eyeballs. And Bud Light's going to pay a lot of money for a Super Bowl commercial. But... I just can't help but think I don't see the culture shifting anytime soon as they have poked the bees nest some might say and they've ignited one of the biggest cultural phenomenons topics controversies in the United States as well as you could also argue 
though they were never charged by the government, they were never fined, but it sure seems, well, certainly illogical, but it's also, it's illegal to sell alcohol products to children, and yet they paid Dolma Mulvaney $185,000 for a couple of pictures and a video in which Dylan Mulvaney had a picture of, what is it, Dylan's face plastered on the can celebrating 365 days of womanhood, and the average audience member of Dylan Mulvaney on, plat on the platform that Dylan is on is TikTok, which, again, that average user age is under 21 by far, and the average user age for Dylan's audience is about 15 years old. So, I even from a business perspective, it made no sense. It wasn't going to increase their sales. And also, for the whole history of Bud Light, didn't appeal to their core demographic. They are going after a new audience, but, again, I don't know how much that audience buys out. It, it didn't make any business sense. And a lot of people were just viscerally disgusted by trying to sell beer towards kids. Again, they were never fined by the government. They were never, never taken to court. But there is a huge amount of controversy around this brand these days. And even though they keep paying for marketing and advertising, I just, it's just one of those things where I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. But let me know in the comments. As always, be fascinated here what you have to say. Other interesting cultural news, you have Suits winning the 2023 Streaming Wars. Now, of course, Suits is the best show, uh, one of the best shows ever, obviously, because every man should always suit up. I mean, it's a whole show around the whole culture of wearing a suit. I mean, back in the day, every man wore a suit. Truth be told, I even wear a suit when I'm going to shopping at Walmart and other big box stores, partially because I do it on the way back from business meetings to make my, you know, maximize efficiencies. But nevertheless, I think every man should wear a suit by default. Perhaps one or two exceptions throughout his lifetime, maybe. I mean, obviously swimming would be a little bit awkward, but I think it'd be a good default when you get back to society. But nevertheless, allegedly it also had something to do with law, interestingly enough. And it looks like they won the top stream in 2023. Now, this is thanks to an article by Kara Reinhardt over at LinkedIn News. And they noted that the most streamed show, quote, the most streamed show of 2023 aired its final episode in 2019. Suits set a viewership record in the fourth four-year history of Nielsen's annual tracking, dethroning previous record holder, The Office, in a huge year for library, for library series. Now, the net availability on, on both Suits and Peacock gave Suits an, un, an advantage over other shows, show exclusives to a single platform. Overall, American's time streaming shows and movies was up 21% over 2022? Jeez Louise. There's so many discrepancies and disconnects in the United States. Every day, people complain about hyperinflation. The job market is you know, rough. It's terrible. And people keep watching more TV and streaming. That's ridiculous. Unless you're listening to this while you're doing some admin work. Or driving, obviously. But if they're tuning in, I mean, I guess it should be too spread. Suits was a great show. I've never actually seen the whole thing. But I've seen enough highlights to understand it's a great show about Suits. And a little bit about law, apparently. So it'll be interesting to see. Again... I also think it's kind of a cultural significance of Hollywood is running out of ideas. Now, granted, they haven't had many original ideas lately. It seems like they just turn out more and more of the same. And they have these crutches. There's a lot of rumors. Maybe they'll come back for a reboot. I think The Office is supposed to have one. It's just... Uh, in terms of reboots and sequels, there's only a very, very few times in history where the sequel of a movie or TV show actually was more successful than the original. One of the best exceptions is John Wick. And I would also contribute that to being Keanu Reeves, being an exceptional actor. And, of course, in that film, he famously always wears a suit. 
Marcus Allman should. So it'll be interesting to see, does this show continue to propel to the top of the charts? And hopefully, every man will continue. And interestingly enough, hopefully they'll increase the rate at which they always wear a suit. But, as I always say, time shall tell. Now, going over to the political part podcast, you have Vivek on the mainstream media retweet by Elon going viral, as youth might say. Now, Elon Musk originally replied to this a couple days ago. Vivek originally spoke, or rather he tweeted or posted, perhaps on a nostalgic, but I prefer the term tweet, but that's just me. So Vivek said, quote, What the MSM calls a conspiracy theory is often nothing more than an amalgam, amalgam of incentives hiding in plain sight. Once you see that, the rest becomes pretty obvious, unquote. And Elon responded, saying, exactly. That got that one word from Elon, so simple yet so powerful, got 12.7 million views and 75,000 likes. Or as youth might say, it went extraordinarily viral. Though, now that I think about it, I would hope they have some, there should probably be a new term for that. I'll have to check the Urban Dictionary. Truth be told, I think they used that when I was a youth back in the day. But nevertheless, it went viral to say the least. Now, of course, going down the comments, interestingly enough, let me see here. Overwhelming positive, but you do have, who is this guy? Let's see. Luke Zaliski? Let's see here. Who, again, if you look at his politics, he's very much, as, you, as some might say, the leftist. He's very much left of the political aisle. And he's very active on anyone, middle or right, on X Twitter. Now, one of his first statements that got the most amount of likes, he says, quote, X is the media. It's anonymous, unverified. No one is responsible for the accuracy. Nothing is real. No one cares. It's click for X bucks. Pure propaganda reigns. Repeating Elon's opinions and worldview is rewarded. The truth is being buried by bullshit. The vetted truth is dying, quote. Which, it's hilarious. He says, no, you know, nothing is real. No one is verified. And yet, he pays for a verified profile. So he... He's paying Elon, it's no longer $7 a month, I think it increased it. But he's playing for a blue check mark, which is a verified profile. Which granted, it's been a couple months since I actually upgraded my personal and podcast and business profiles on X Twitter to get the verification. But I'm pretty sure that entails using an ID. Which is hilarious and a little sad that there's more scrutiny for a social media app than voting in some areas. But nevertheless, Luke did get 118 likes. And, I mean, he says it's not vetted, but they're also... A lot of these, I forget what it's called, not the user claim, but there are corrections on X Twitter all the time. I forget the actual vernacular that they use in the blurb below the actual post. I forget they call it a correction, but yeah, it's one of those things where I, there is some pushback on X Twitter. One of the things I love about Twitter these days is the, we call it the Twitter spaces or the X spaces, where ideally, you know, echo rooms or echo chambers can be fun for a very short period of time. Truth be told, I think the most fun and most stimulating intellect is actually when you have multiple sides of all politics and all beliefs to kind of debate the ideals and see what what's the best idea and does it brew to the surface. And those are pretty cordial and interesting and most people are pretty polite. Now, obviously you have your outliers, but it's something I've been trying to do more and more just to kind of seek out information and learn new things and share my three cents. Granted, it's used to be two cents, but four-year hyperinflation, it's gotta be three cents. Now, going to other of the top comments responses to Elon, you have someone by the name of John's Memes who, I don't want to say A-plus for marketing, but because I can't tell out what his, his profile picture is not in fact of a meme, but he did respond in a meme. So I'll say B-plus for marketing, 
Mr. John's memes. Now he says, quote, I think we are right. We are right more than the MSM, which stands for the mainstream media, which is also hilariously, it was the name of, what was it the internet I used as a child? MSN browser, was that Microsoft? It was light years ago or so it seems. And he responded with a meme or sorry. Yeah, it was a meme. And he has all these things where it says, who is right, journalists versus conspiracy theories. And there's check marks besides all these. So he has Hunter's laptop, vaccines harmful, planned, pandemic, lockdown, ivermectin works, HCQ works, useless max, useless face mask, Twitter censorship, Epstein Island, Ukraine biolabs, child trafficking, Russiagate fake steel dossier. And his response got 335 likes. John Beans also responded saying experts and he get another meme. So he's on brand. And it's anytime I hear about the mainstream media talking about experts, this is how I view them. And it is a, what is it? The Muppet named, named Beaker. But he was not in fact a actual coming alive scientific Beaker. He was shaped like a Beaker, but he was a, I don't know, he's not a humanoid Muppet, whatever they call those things. And that get, did get 148 likes. Sassafras84 says, quote, conspiracy theories are more like conspiracy realist. Usually they are a prelude to what is happening. I'm glad people are starting to wake up and see the truth. Amazon is nothing but propaganda bought and paid for. And she also responded with a, not a gif, but a, a picture of Trump in the Texas standby. Shit is going to, is about to get real, unquote. They got 941 likes. See, Dave Benner, nemesis of neocons, says, quote, the most destructive conspiracy theory is that the government has their best interests at mind, unquote. They got 484 likes. Let's see here. Uh, Tajish Khan, official, says, quote, thanks, Boston's picture of Elon Musk with a quote from Elon. He says, quote, 43, 44 billion was not the cost of Twitter. It was the cost of restoring free speech. I'm quoting 76 likes. It looks like he did a couple clips of Elon speaking. Those gave me between 50 and 60 likes. So we do have, it seems like we had that, we had Luke being the contrarian in the beginning or, you know, having the statement of going against Elon and Vivek, but overall, <coughs> excuse me, look at the responses. I mean, overwhelming support for Vivek as well as Elon. And I think a lot of people can't help but see all the discrepancies between what the mainstream media says is real. And then a couple months, a couple years later, it turns out, oh yeah, that, that was false all along. So I just want to say, apologies, the number of people tuning into the mainstream media is decreasing exponentially. And thankfully, increasingly, people are turning to alternative media, which is refreshing to get some new opinions and actually, you know, get some actual facts out there. I'll just argue it's a lot more actually factually accurate than a lot of the other sources. So it'll be interesting to see at the end of the day, how many of those traditional media companies, you know, stay around while a lot of them are, you know, trimming the fat from their companies more and more, decreasing the headcount. And at the end of the day, how many will survive and how many people really tune in? But as I always say, time shall tell. Other interesting political news have been baked on Ukraine corruption of the government theft going viral. Now, this is no surprise to, well, should not be surprised to anyone with a mock of intelligence. Prior to the Russia-Ukraine conflict, war, whatever you want to call it, Ukraine was consistently rated as one of the most corrupt countries on the planet. And don't take my word for it. Everyone talked about it. Independent media journalists, podcasters, even the mainstream media. They actually write for once, well, they were at the time. Even CNN, Wall Street Journal, they all noted how they have such high rates of crime, 
corruption over that country. The government just stealing left and right. And truth be told, who would have thought saying them over $200 billion without any accountability would have resulted in some fudging the numbers and some theft, or a lot of theft? Who would have thought? Oh yes, we all kind of knew. Now, Vivek is responding to five, or sorry, Fox News, and Fox News said, quote, five Ukraine officials arrested over the theft of $40 million in war funds as Ukraine corruption persists, unquote. Now, Vivek responded, and he said, quote, the most remarkable truth of this story is that precisely no one is surprised to see it. Both parties are keeping the gravy train flowing, unquote. And within 24 hours, that got 1 million views and 33,000 likes. Which again, that is just not too much of a surprise considering how much we've been sending them. And you also, in addition to this theft, it's also astonishing to know how much stuff we're paying for. Such as we're paying for the government pensions over there, paying for business, small businesses, the military. Seemingly everything we're paying for. One would think Europe would contribute more, but I guess uh, that was too much to ask. Now, going to the comments section, we have Luke Zaliski, again, a contrarian, chipping in or chiming in, as he, some might say. And again, he's the he's very much left on the political aisle of ex-Twitter. He's very active in these political posts. And he says, quote, Putin isn't going to be your tennis partner, unquote. Which, I'm not sure if he only has mock intelligence or near zero. He did get four likes, though. So four people did like that. I'm not, maybe about this, well, I was going to say, I'll pull it up right now. Granted, He's saying, so he's considering that Vivek wants to play tennis with Putin. Which, now we have to know, does Putin play tennis? I mean, I know he does, I've read he does jujitsu. No, I guess, oh. Daniel Medivic? Oh, that's not, does Vladimir. I forgot how common that name is, I suppose. Let's see. No, they're all talking about Daniel Med Medivic Med Medivic Medivic Medvedevic. Yeah, it loses me at the moment the pronunciation, but all the articles are talking about how countries are banning this player for competing because he's from Russia. So, not sure what Luke is really thinking, or no, Luke, I don't think he's thinking at all. Now, one of the first comments comes from Paul Zupa, and he says, "Quote." 40 million is nothing compared to the world of Pentagon incompetence. And he has a, not a gif, but he has rather a meme. And the meme says, quote, the Pentagon can't account for 63% of nearly 4 trillion in assets. DOD regularly buys parts and equipment it doesn't need because it can't keep track of parts and equipment it already owns. And that got 121 likes. While Bill NC says, quote, the Biden regime is compromised and giving away tax payer money to known crooks, unquote, gained 47 likes. Let's see here. Ukraine, or sorry, Red Wave Press says, quote, Ukraine is one of the most corrupt countries in the world. American funds are not being used to fight Russia. They are being used by high-ranking Ukrainian officials for their lavish lifestyles. Follow if you agree, unquote, gaining 58 likes. See here. Going down, got a couple more here. Proud Army Brass says, quote, this has been happening since the onslaught, all on purpose. I'm going to gain 48 likes. Amuse, 
although there's a picture of a Star Wars stormtrooper, says, quote, reminder, Democrats block Kennedy amendment to establish inspector general to oversee American aid to Ukraine. They got 110 likes, which is fascinating that is become more and more of a partisan issue where, I mean, one would suspect if you're giving someone money or resources, you would want some accountability for that. Have someone overlooking the numbers, the facts, the figures, but apparently not. Let's see here. Woke GBT says, quote, I would be surprised if it was only 40 million was lost in corruption. The real number is likely higher by an order of magnitude. I'm quoting nine likes. Do one more here. Go Vivek Go says, quote, they won't even approve a of a special inspector general for Ukraine assistance to oversee all taxpayer dollars flying out the door. I'm quoting seven likes. So overwhelmingly over, I mean, just pretty much near 100% like ratio. I mean, it's pretty, it's the... Maybe we'll call it the inverse Chris Christie. It's one of those things where Chris Christie, I believe twice on the show, we looked at his, when he was Republican nominee, he's still trying to run. Now he walks or rolls. But he had he would post on next turn and get zero positive responses. That happened twice, which is mathematically almost impossible because presumably Chris Christie has, you know, family, friend, campaign staff, allegedly. And yet two times he had zero positive comments. So not even they took the time to tune in and help him. On social media so it'll be interesting to see if at the end of the day be fascinating to see if we can actually get the analytical data on how much money directly went to the war or resistance or whatever you want to call it and how much really just went to their pockets but unfortunately i don't know if we'll ever be able to access that data but you know that being said time shall tell Now, going over to the business blunder of the day, you have Toyota recall due to Takata airbags yet again. Now, this came out a couple days ago, and Toyota specifically warns drivers of approximately 50,000 vehicles to stop driving immediately and get the cars repaired. Now, this comes to us thanks to CBS News. They noted that Toyota is urging owners of 50,000 older vehicles to stop driving immediately, get, them, get the airbags fixed. According to the voluntary recall, the vehicles should not be driven until the faulty airbags have been repaired or replaced. Now, in terms of the vehicles affected, unfortunately, it does affect the OG, the best product in Toyota's history. In fact, the most sold car in history, bar none by number of units sold, is a Toyota Corolla. And unfortunately, it's been hit by the recall. Now, specifically in terms of the models, it was a 2003 to 2004 Toyota Corolla, 2003 to 2004 Toyota Corolla Matrix, Neo not included, as well as a 2004-2005 Toyota RAV4. Now, they note that because of the age of the airbags, it's much more likely that the part inside could explode and shoot shrapnel fragments, which could lead to serious injury or even death. Now, again, they they went all out in terms of the ca all caps. So Toyota, and I will be bombastic with the all caps part, Toyota says, quote, owners should not drive these vehicles until the free safety recall repair has been conducted, unquote. They're serious about this. Now, let me see here. Now, according to, of course, the business blunder is also Takata. They know that Takata used a volatile uh, ammonium nitrate to create a small explosion to inflate the airbags and crash, but the chemical propellant can deteriorate over time when exposed to high temperatures and humidity. And it can explode to too much force, blowing apart the metal canister and spewing shrapnel. Now, they know that at least 25 people have been killed by the U.S. Takata inflators since May 2009, 
and at least 30 have died worldwide, including people in Malaysia and Australia. In addition, to, <laughs> excuse me, about 400 people have been injured. And of course, the exploding airbags sent Takata of Japan into bankruptcy. Now, let's say Toyota, of course, they're saying the airbag will be, pay, will be repaired or replaced, free of charge, of course. And yeah, it's not too surprising that that company went out of business. And yet, the business butter is still consistent with other things that we've seen, especially in the automotive community, especially in 2023. You got to really vet out your suppliers. A lot of people don't realize how many of the components are really manufactured by third parties like Bosch as well as Takata. Traditionally speaking, when it comes to a lot of these vehicles, the main company like you know General Motors, Ford, Toyota, Honda, they'll usually manufacture the engine, sometimes the transmission, the frame, the doors. But a lot of the components, especially... I mean, there are a lot of knickknacks, electrodes that are shared by multiple manufacturers. I mean, a mass air, airflow sensor is one of the most popular ones where I forget how many I've replaced helping friends with inner intakes throughout the years, but it's one of those things where they're mostly made by third parties. And of course, the job of manufacturers is not just to you know choose the one that's best going to fit the vehicle, but also to test it thoroughly. And again, the Toyota brand is known for reliability and safety. I mean, they're not known for making the fastest cars on the planet. They make vehicles that last over a million miles and keep your family safe. That is their brand. And to have yet another issue where, I mean, what was it? recently they had over a million recalled because they might not deploy, deploy properly because, again, the airbag issue. Especially with the safety components, I would suspect you'd have to have a team even more thoroughly vet them and test it with more rigorous, I mean, just test as many conceivable ratio, not ratios, many, many conceivable scenarios as possible to ensure a high quality product and that when all the pieces come together, it will be darn near bulletproof with historically Toyota has. And it's even more detrimental and heartbreaking when you hear how many people have actually died from this specific recall that not just affect Toyota in this case, again, we're talking about that recall today, but I mean, Takata airbags were used by many automotive companies and yet, unfortunately didn't seem to catch the trouble or catch the recall or catch the the problem was not brewed to the surface until it was unfortunately too late for some people so a little sorrow, um, sad news for the end of the podcast today but I mean, again if you have those Toyota those model years you can reach out to Toyota with your VIN number to check if it's actually being uh, if it specifically is being affected you go to toyota.com backslash recall or if you want you can call Toyota customer support at 1-800-331-4331. Again, the recall at Toyota, if you want to reach Toyota to ask if your car is affected, it's 1-800-331-4331. And yeah, they also know this is, let me see, this has led to the largest recall in automotive history. About 100 million inflators were installed, were recalled worldwide. So there's no, no, by no means alone in this, you know, this instance and it was affected by that supplier. But yeah, the Toyota brand, they've been having more and more recalls and have one, again, that's correlated to safety, that is certainly the business blunder of the day. Again, thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today. Again, I'm trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of February, so click that number, I greatly appreciate it. Also, leaving a comment, a thumbs up or a thumbs down, it's a great way to give me a little additional insight as well as some tips on how I can make the show better and better. Lastly, don't forget to take time to tell your family, tell your friends, tell your coworkers, heck, tell your enemies, tell anyone and everyone. Just stay safe, fight the good fight.